Welcome to Deep Broadway, where you get the luxury of listening to your favorites on Broadway wherever you are. With Eli and Ashley. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Z Broadway and check out our site at zbroadway.com for updates and new episodes. Now please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, thank you so much for listening to Z Podway. We're so excited that you're here. Today we are joined by three of the Seymours from Little Shop of Horrors Off-Broadway. Um, Conrad Bricomora, who currently stars eight times a week as Seymour, Evan Alexander-Smith, who is the understudy for Seymour, Oren, and the puppeteer and the offstage singer, and then Josh, who is currently the offstage singer, understudy for Seymour and Oren. Um, and I believe puppeteer. Uh, so thank you all for joining us. How's everyone? <laughs> Great. Yeah, Great. Josh, did, was that your debut as pod one? It was my, my second time, but I actually did just this past, was that this past weekend? Time is a flat circle. I, I had to, because of uh, the MTA being horrible, I had to do pod one. <laughs> so I certainly have done puppetry on the stage, but I'm not nearly as amazing as our two incredible puppeteers. <laughs> Great. Yeah, well, that's Thank awesome. Um, so I think first we should start at the beginning uh, and talk about, you know, audition processes and all kind of all that stuff, except um, for Evan, maybe we'll skip you on this one since we did talk about it in our full episode that we did just on Evan. Uh, sure. <laughs> so Conrad and Chuck can talk a little bit on auditioning for the show and all that good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, do you want to go first? Do you No, you go, go, you go. Uh it, I this was going to be a very short story cuz it was just an offer that I got which uh you know, I doesn't happen often uh and I was just super excited to not have to go through the process of all that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, it was an offer, and uh, it's a show that I have loved. Well, I mean, I've only seen the movie uh, from the 80s when my brother and I were growing up, and uh, I, yeah, immediately I was like, yes, especially when I knew that Christian and Tammy uh, and that Michael Mayer directed it, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was offered it too, <laughs> just like on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I mean, this is way back when pre-pandemic, I actually was, I, I like auditioned, like they needed a, a cover for like two weeks, I think, or something like really short. Um, and I sent in a tape first um, and then went in. Yeah. And then like literally like sang something of my own, didn't even do any sides, I think. And then they just had to check. There, there's a moment, one of the tracks I cover is The Derelict. And so obviously they wanted me to like, sing something high and poppy tenery for Seymour. And then they just had to check that I could sing like the low notes that they sing. So I literally just like, had to sing like, then you go like, over and over <laughs> to, to like make sure that I had it. Um, yeah, and then I got it. And then I sort of, like, my time is extended. And then um, the person that I was covering, I uh, didn't return. And so I've been with the company since then and um, had to put myself on tape uh, for Oren, which I didn't cover in the before times. Um, because that wasn't just, that wasn't part of my contract. So did that and went in the room for that as well. And, and, uh, yeah, and, and I've been with the company ever since. Awesome. Um, so I, I didn't get to introduce myself before we started recording. Hi, I'm Eli. Um, I run the account with, uh, with Ashley. Um, uh, okay. So my first question is, um, what, uh, how do you guys prepare 
for a show is that character specific or do you just uh do you kind of just get prepared in your own way uh who wants to go just shout it out i i feel like it depends on the day of the week like is day by day uh i feel like on tuesdays i have to warm up more just because it's the first show of the week so uh but i usually start checking in uh if like four hours before the show with my voice and um uh yeah and then warm up according to to how that check-in goes uh try to eat like no closer than three hours before the show um and uh yeah just kind of play it by ear according to to how the check-in goes <laughs> anyone can Evan, take <laughs> Evan, i'm making space for you to talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, kind of the same i mean it it really depends on the show i think i i said last time i was here like um my preparation for if I'm doing a play is pretty different from if I'm doing a musical, um, just because, I mean, both of them I like require a, a, a very sort of specific kind of vocal warm up, but totally different ones. Like if I'm doing a play, especially if it's something with a dialect, it's a lot of like um, diction and speech work and just making sure that my like breath is functioning and stuff. Um, if it's a musical, um, yeah, it's basically just sort of like screaming in the shower for 15 minutes and hoping that <laughs> and hoping that I can make it sound okay by the end. I mean, it's with with the the tracks that Josh and I cover in this show, they're so different. Um, Josh has had to go on for Orin, which I, I haven't yet. So I, uh, I I'd be curious about Josh, your preparation for that. But um, for Seymour, it's really just sort of about like getting um getting access to the higher part of my voice i think naturally like you can probably hear right now in my day-to-day -day voice i sort of sit a little further and a little uh not so healthy um as i speak i i have like npr voice until like four o'clock in the afternoon um <laughs> so it's just about like getting getting it awake and getting it bright and then with Oren, um at least what we've done in rehearsal um how that's informed it i i really just have to make sure that um that I'm using my voice properly. It's really easy to start like screaming and um, doing really vocally unhealthy things, especially towards the end of act one. If um, any of the listeners to your show know our show very well, um, the the end, it, I don't know how it typically is in other productions because I've never seen Little Shop, but um, besides our production, uh, sort of the way it's directed in ours is it's very agonizing and uh, vocally rigorous. Um, so I just try to make sure that um, everything is totally opened up and healthy so that I can do those things in a healthy way without pushing or straining. Um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of all I do. Sometimes some physical stuff, but like that's part of my day to day anyway, it's just sort of like going to the gym or, um, you know, getting some cardio in so that my breath is moving, stuff like that. Yeah, like pl plus one to everything Evan said, I think that like, I think, and, and Conrad too, I think that like, <clears throat> it's important to like know like what your, like your neutral is vocally, physically, whatever. And then like, how is that like, how do you get from where you are in any given day, vocally, physically, emotionally, whatever, to get to Seymour, to get to Oren, to get to <laughs> Puppeteers, I don't know. Or even, even to do like the, the track that I do every night, which is high singing, but it's not like not nearly as much like just literal sound you have to, as you have to make when you're Seymour. I mean, like you're just like constantly, constantly phonating and talking and on stage it's 
it's a total marathon. And I think that like thinking of ourselves as like vocal athletes and emotional athletes in this is really important. How can I like deliver a really dynamic performance today, like given where I'm, I'm at today, um, but to do it like efficiently, you know, like I think like, because yeah, you're both, remind me like where you are in school, like both, like Ashley and- Where we're both juniors. Yeah, yeah, we're both juniors in high school. Oh yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, I remember in high school, it's like, oh my God, I'm playing like Bat Boy this weekend and it's one weekend and I'm gonna give it everything I've got. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm gonna like give every every single part of me. And like, when you transition to doing eight shows a week, it's about finding like, how can I, you know, what is my, um, it's athletic. Like, how can I do this athletically, but in a way that is efficient, like, and like almost like cost effective, <laughs> you know what I mean? That like, that the audience has the, that has an amazing experience, but like, I am not totally, you know, destroying the two itty bitty tiny, tiny muscles <laughs> in your throat or like in your body. I mean, like it's a really physical uh, show and both tracks are extremely physical. And so, um, yeah, definitely both warm up is warm up and just trying to think like, how can I be efficient about it all, but still like to like tell the story and like, you know, and have fun. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, since it is such a, you know, physically, emotionally, vocally demanding show, since Seymour really doesn't leave the stage that often, um, how do you guys keep up stamina, you know, on a day that you might be a little bit tired or anything like that, just since it's so demanding, if you think about it, um, you know, he's dancing, he's singing, he's acting, doing pretty much everything all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I think uh, the what Evan said earlier about just having a routine that's a part of your life, no matter whether you're in a show or not, that is keeping up cardio and, and strength training helps a lot uh, when you get, get into any show, sustain it for uh, eight shows a week for however long the run is. Um, and I also find that a lot of times, especially when you're tired, it's just getting your body onto the stage and then the energy shows up uh, when you're out there. It's the, it, and then you deal with like the, the tiredness and the soreness when you leave the stage at the end of the <laughs> night. Um, but in the moment, I always find that it just, it shows up then. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's building your, the day around that of, you know, I know Epsom salt is a funny part of our show, but it's a real part of my life now. <laughs> um, uh, and I've been doing those baths uh, during the day and, and sometimes at night after the show and, uh, you know, t making, t making sure that you are, you know, building strength, but also balancing out rest uh, and keeping that in, in, in balance and in check. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, the tricky. I mean, so, oh, I'm sorry, Josh. Please. Go, go, go. You go. You go. I think this order is good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like the tricky thing, I, and I, I don't want to speak for Josh, but it's as, as understudies, we don't really get the opportunity to build that stamina, at least on stage. So, in a weird way, like the it starts to feel both easier and worse the longer a week goes on if we're on. Like over the holidays when I was on, uh, just after the last time we spoke, mm -hmm. I did. Um, Seymour for I think it was over the course of two weeks spread out over the holiday schedule I think it was like 12 or 13 performances yeah. and like over the course of those performances I got more and more fatigued but also built this kind of um 
like settled into it in a way that made it feel a little more like I like, like I'd sort of greased the groove a little bit. Um, that was helpful. But yeah, we, like Conrad said, it's so important that like you have a consistent physical routine and stuff because with us, we don't get that opportunity to build it on the stage. It, it has to happen like off stage for us out in our lives. Um, so yeah, it always feels like a bit of a marathon the first time you're doing it again for the first time in two, three weeks, you know, however long it is between when, when we go on. But it's interesting too. I don't know, Conrad, if this has been your experience. I remember Jeremy Jordan telling me this back in the fall when he was doing it. Like I, that, what Conrad was saying about it, you, you always, it, it doesn't, you don't totally feel like, you know, if you can do it until you're out there, especially on like a two show day, like on a Sunday, the eighth show of the week, you know, you have that feeling of dread of like, I don't know if there's any voice left, if there's any body left, if there's any brain left, but then you get out there. And the, the wonderful thing about Seymour, I think, is that uh, the there's a sort of natural warm up in the show. Like it starts kind of small and grows and grows and grows so that you're not really having to hit your stride until the end of the first act with like Mushnik and Son into um, Feed Me. So you get an opportunity to sort of ramp up into it and build build to it. So. We were talking about warm-ups, but in, in I think in some regards it can be easy to overdo a warm-up for this show as well, um, and and tire yourself out before you even get out on on stage. Um, it, there's there's sort of a, a built-in ride up the hill that that is helpful with this role, I think too. I was gonna say before Josh goes, it's kind of like you know your stamina and your energy is growing just like Audrey too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I I think that like it's really um everything that Conrad and Evan said like hundred percent, and I think I as I've like you know like like grown older, like I I've like learned the importance of like cooling down also as being like equally important to, to warming up just to, again to get back to like stasis you're not like you know like revving up and then like you know like uh, you wouldn't every treadmill you've ever been on is said like and now please cool down for three minutes you know what i mean like it's like a part of like your physical something your body needs physically vocally whatever to get you back to your center and i think that's a really really important part of like of building up you know again that routine so it doesn't feel like it feels like a part of your every day that you know like it doesn't feel like a such an event that you feel like you're not in control of um yeah, and then what everything everything they said was so eloquently said. So I have, no, I have nothing to add except praise, <laughs> as always. Um, I'm wondering. I'm sorry, Ashley. I'm ignoring the document for a second. Do you guys have any um favorite uh favorite fan experiences? Whether that's um uh stage shore fan mail. Uh, this can go for uh any show. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll shout somebody out. Um, Conrad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've there has been this amazing artist. Uh, her name's Megan, and she's now begot. I think she's still in school uh, for uh, animation. But when I first met her, uh, was during Here Lies Love, and uh, she wasn't even in school yet, and she was doing all of this fan art, and it's incredible to see uh, her progress into like schooling and now I think she's been doing internships and and uh is doing it segueing into professional work uh I that that whole and she's made uh early on a few weeks ago she made some uh some fan art uh that she posted on Instagram and just to see her trajectory uh over the years uh from somebody who is doing it 
you know, as a, as a hobby into turning it into a professional thing has been really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, somebody, I, I'm not very good. <laughs> I feel bad for calling up people. No, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know that I have, like, a, a, any specific favorite that comes to mind, but it, it, it is really, like, I don't know, like, I've, I've obviously the Little Shop of Horrors is a really fun show. I did the Book of Mormon for like a little over four years. And that's another like fun, silly show. And it's, you know, I think it, I, I've met many fond memories of meeting people at the stage door and just like, you know, feeling really grateful that I could be in any way part of like them feeling joy and like these, you know, <laughs> increasingly precedented, unprecedented times you know, that we've been living through like for years now. And um, I, I think that like, we forget how important it is. Like, yeah, I think there are lots of amazing, moving, very serious pieces in on Broadway that are really, really important, but it's also really important for people to laugh and have fun and sort of like, you know, dissociate, but also, you know, really integrate that into their lives at the same time. So I, um, I've met many, many fond memories of that. Yeah, I think like it's it's all of those kinds of things. Like I hearing from people who are, you know, were able to brighten their day for, you know, the first time in a month. Like it I think it's easy for us to feel sometimes like what we do is I mean, I speak for myself. Sometimes it can feel like what I do is selfish or self-serving. I really enjoy what I do, but I don't always I uh it's not always immediately clear to me the difference it makes in people's lives and um and I know sort of broadly speaking that the value of of entertainment and of theater and of culture and but hearing directly from people who um our show makes an impact on um again I don't think necessarily that we're we may be but I don't know necessarily night tonight that we're changing lives but we're bringing people happiness and joy in a time like Josh said when there's not a ton of it to spare and hearing from people um, who are, you know, happy and, and enjoying the show, I think just is, is wonderful. Um, yeah. And we, it's the nice thing about the last sort of five or six years is the way that like social media has helped connect people, um, you know, hearing from people on Instagram and it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's really nice to hear that, that we're bringing people joy. Yeah. I know for when I saw the show, um, Evan, after I met you, I was just like, that's kind of when I went into my little shop spiral because I was not a fan of the show before I saw it. And then, you know, after meeting Evan, getting to meet everyone like Yana and, you know, just getting to know everyone, it really just gave me a newfound love for the show that, you know, I just really didn't have before. Um, and, you know, it's just been a really great experience these past few months getting to learn about it and talk with everyone. <laughs> Um, so my next I'll say two really quickly, just because it's so I think it's really beautiful and interesting oh. on this topic is something that Tani said. Um, she recently got a piece of fan mail that someone had seen the show and was in and she put she posted this publicly. So I feel like it's OK to share. But like um, she uh, that someone saw the show and was in a relationship that was sort of like that was not great. And like she left that relationship and like found her Seymour. And like she was like um, and she was like, it's because I saw you in this show that like I sort of reevaluated my life and like what a silly show that resulted in such a beautiful outcome, right? Like so great. Anyway, I wanted to Oh, that's that amazing. Really yeah. I wanted to ask um for each of you, how do you kind of ground Seymour? Because you know it is a very fun show, but in the end, you know, he has a lot of emotional depth and a lot there's a lot of darkness in the show as well. Um, with dealing with isolation and not feeling, you know, not having that self-confidence that we all kind of wish that we had in our lives. So how do you, um, you know, get into that mindset of the character? Yeah, uh, immediately I identified, I've, I've come from a background of, and 
I think we should, as a culture, talk more openly about like, uh, you know, childhood trauma and mental health and stuff like that. So I, I come from a background of childhood uh, infancy trauma and uh, I immediately was like, yep, I, I can play this. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, it's not a hard thing for me to like, I, I was immediately identified with that side. Um, sometimes it's more of the joy side that I'm like, okay, like there are happy moments in the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh so uh yeah that that i found that to be something easy to click into yeah i think like i'd say uh, uh what was i gonna say josh tell me what i was about to say <laughs> that you look you're looking radiant today <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think like the, the really nice thing about this production uh is that like we we've been given um this wonderful freedom by a creative team to like play the honesty of it um, and to not feel the pressure to like fill it with bits like comedic bits or to to make it over the top certainly like it lives in a very heightened world and there are actors like Christian who um, help bring those very sort of big characters to life but especially with Seymour I, I, I'd be curious about the conversations both of you had with you know with Howie our, 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 our stage manager who we all came into the show with and um, and Austin, our associate director, it was it was always very clear that like, say the words, like, don't 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 feel the need to to put too much on it, and just play the honesty of of the circumstances. And um, I found that really freeing because I, you know, it's it's just much easier for for me. I I have it's easier for me to access that vulnerability than it is to try to come up with like hilarious shtick um it's it's always been easier for me to to find that place in myself so yeah it it, it was the right show for that kind of thing and and like conrad said i'm sure josh feels this feels this way too and he'll tell us if he didn't but it there there's something that i think is so relatable about seymour and i remember when i was first putting myself on tape for it my wife was like i don't know like what's going on but i've never seen you connect with like with something as 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 quickly as you did with this and i don't know what it is either there's just something that feels very every man about him and that if if you find that heart and if you find that soul in him i think it, it's it's really easy to find a way in you know yeah 100 percent. and i think like as far as it being like what conrad Evans said beautifully was that you know it's obviously it's a comedy it's a very heightened world but like the truer it is the funnier it is and like the it doesn't end that the text is so good like you it's Howard Ashman was, was such a genius and you just literally have to say the words and like just knowing that and like there's so much like inherent trust that I think we can tap into as actors that like you know you're like I don't have to make a hat on a hat here like the, the hat is made and beautiful and I just have to like present it and like say the words and mean them um and I think it's really important as Seymour to be that sort of like um straight man and by, by that I mean like you know the the sort of like emotional heart of the show that is that isn't sort of the kooky and big like Christian's track or you know you know the urchins live in a very heightened world Mushnik is very heightened right but even for all of them in their heightened states like they like it, it is funniest when when they do it and they do this nightly when they mean it the most and they commit to it you know and aren't like sort of like pointing at the comedy and I think that is like a trap for this comedy and any comedy that you know you all will do and like you know then that we all do every night that um like yeah you just have to like 
like the text and say the words and mean them and like it, it makes it sound so simple <laughs> but like it kind of like you know I think simple simple is the best here for Seymour and I think that and it, it totally what Evan said like we've been given obviously there's like a realm in which Seymour lives but like all of our Seymours are so different in really fun ways and like you know like the, the three of us are very different Jeremy is different Gideon Glick Jonathan you know like everybody was you know, played Seymour and did, and did the role justice, but did it like in their own way, which is really beautiful. And I think what makes this production really special. Yeah. Um, and next I have a question for um, Conrad. Um, being an Asian American performer um, like myself, do you see in the industry and um, that there is a lot of change going on regarding, you know, casting or people getting, you know, the jobs behind the table instead and just kind of, do you see that we're moving towards a place where people, you know, will be able to see themselves in roles that they usually aren't cast as? Because I know for me, I was talking to Yana like a week ago and saying, you know, just being a person of color, seeing her and Joy get to go on, it really just inspired me. Because, you know, being an Asian American performer, it's like, <laughs> that's not usually the role and the path that we're given. Right. Which is usually... You're either the King and I, Miss Saigon. Yeah. Like one of those, like, uh, touring companies. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I do think it's changing. Uh, I, you know, when you asked us a question about uh, fan art and um, stage door experiences, uh, after uh, I answered, I remembered a few weeks ago, uh, a younger Asian American uh, man who came to see the show who was in high school. Uh, he came and saw the show with his family and he was so excited because he was going to be playing Seymour at his high school. Uh, and so he was really excited about seeing uh, an Asian American man play Seymour on a professional stage. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I think it is changing. I, I know it's changed in my lifetime. Yeah, it's changing and then it's not and uh, it kind of goes back and forth. It's like two steps forward, one step back. Um, uh, but um, yeah, I've, I, I definitely feel like with this role that has not historically been played by a person of color for me to be playing it feels uh, I feel super grateful to to be able to step into the role and and show that the it doesn't matter <laughs> that like it's the story still gets told yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know uh, that um, yeah and a lot of times when there has been when it's been lacking for so many years it gets told in a very the 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 impact that it has can be uh, multi-layered and on many different levels uh, so um, yeah I, I think it's changing I still think that there's work to be done but uh, mm -hmm. I'm excited about uh, everything that's been you know that's been happening the progress yeah and I think with this production especially you know there's been a lot of like different people getting cast in roles that aren't conditioned like conventionally done like Joy and Yana and just you know paying attention to those kinds of that casting um is really just interesting because it's like showing that you know we are taking a really big step towards you know just equality diversity and kind of just in this in this industry where you know it's kind of 
you get looked at and then you get typecasted and then you're like put in a little box and it's like no I'm going to break out of the box and you know forge my own path and I just thank you for being so inspiring towards me because like I think when I first saw your casting announcement I was like oh my gosh there's an Asian Seymour (laughs) and I just kind of like started freaking out I was like wow this is gonna be amazing and I wish I didn't live in California because I would definitely come see the show like every week if I could (laughs) (laughs) well that's yeah, I'm glad that that it had that impact. Uh, it's it's as as somebody who's just navigating the, their their career, you don't always get to hear about how how you're having an impact. Um, so it's it's really great to hear that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then next, I had a question for um, Evan. That now that you've performed with, I believe, three different Audreys, like how does your performance change due to that fact? I mean, because you've performed with Tammy, Chelsea, and Yana right now, like so far. <laughs> yeah, and I got to do half an act with Joy, um, oh, yeah. which was amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, it you know. Uh, it changes probably not in in major ways, but obviously you listen and respond to to um, like the the actor you're you're performing with, and so like it's interesting. Like with, uh, I guess I, I I it's not it's a really tough question to answer. Like I don't I don't know that like that it has that it changes in any kind of major specific way. But I think all of us have have had the opportunity to perform with all of the Audrey's now. So somebody else probably has a better answer than I do, but I think it's mostly just about like, like with, uh, with Tammy's Audrey, like it's such a vulnerable, like broken person. And so there's, there's a kind of like caretaker in Seymour. And then with like, you know, like Joy, who I performed with most recently, it's very kind of the opposite. She has this like incredible kind of, um, there's like a strength and um, and like uh, just this kind of sturdiness that it, it it changes the dynamic, but ultimately the character it's the same person. It's just the, the the circumstances kind of change a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Somebody else can speak much more eloquently than I can to this. No, I think that's no, right. I, I think that's yeah, that's <laughs> that's it, right? I mean, like, yeah, you. I mean, like again, like you trust the, the text and say the words and mean them, but you respond in real time to like what the other person is giving you, and like all four of those amazing actresses give you so much in such different ways, you know. And it's, I mean, that that's what makes doing a show uh, in a long run so fun that you it gets it stays alive set every night, and it's a different it's different companies and it's different human beings, and yeah, it's really really exciting. All right. Um, all right. Now I get to interrogate Josh a little. Um, oh, no. <laughs> not interrogate. It's right. I'm scared. Um, so okay. Um, I I like I love asking this question for people that uh, were in shows pre-COVID, um, and then people who were in the shows post-COVID. Um, what is your quote-unquote COVID story? How did you find out about the shutdown? Um, did uh, were were you in the theater? Um what was what was that process like yeah I mean I remember being in the theater leading up to those weeks and like slow I mean and, and like I think by the way like it was a year ago yesterday that New York had our first case of of like the coronavirus right like hello two, two years ago sorry um right it's been two years um, um <laughs> you were in the theater and you know I think there was mounting like sort of oh like what's like should we be concerned? What What is too much concern? What's enough concern? I remember the moment we decided to stop stage dooring 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I actually was not, because I was a vacation cover at the time. I wasn't in the building that night, but I was going to the opening night of six. <laughs> like I was literally like in my suit about to walk out. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to this. And like, <laughs> then like literally like, this is like two hours before curtain. They were like, we're not, we're not, you know, canceling, we're postponing opening, et cetera. Um, and then, yeah, I, I was in New York the whole time, um, stayed here and, you know, it felt like going to the grocery store was like going like an act of war. <laughs> I, um, I, I uh, got COVID like literally like two weeks later. Um, I got it again uh, this past, uh, the, 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 like maybe a month ago. Don't recommend getting it once, certainly not twice. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think that like, I, it was a weird time. I think that like, you know, we, everyone was trying to do their best with the very little information we had. And, you know, I think we're all to this day, just trying to do our best and trying to be as cautious and safe as possible to make sure that everyone feels like comfortable, but also safe at work. And that, you know, um, that the health of the company is of utmost importance. And I do think that is a huge, that's, we're talking about changes in the industry. I do really believe that that is a shift that has happened in the, the, the sort of like the show must go on mentality, I think is dissolving in a good way because we're humans. And again, we're athletes sort of what we do. And like, people get hurt, people get tired, people, you know, like, I have like, you know, I think it's really important to talk about this. I have like had like vocal injury before and like, and like, and like gotten on the other side of that. And, and like, that happens, right? Like we're, we're athletes and like you would, no one, no one would bat an eye if a ballerina twisted her ankle or if a football player like, like pulled something right. And the same should go for actors. And I think that that, that sort of like paradigm shift has shifted post COVID in a really important way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so I think that's, yeah, does, did I, I think you interrogated. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, right. <laughs> I, um, I, I have a friend who got COVID three times now, uh, has always been very safe with it, uh, mask on, triple vax, um, and he keeps getting it. He, COVID really doesn't, loves him. I um, guess. <laughs> um, uh, one more question for you. Um, so coming back uh, to a show that you had, uh, done in 2020. Um, how how is that experience? Uh, has it improved? Has it kind of just been the same? Um, yeah. Well, Evan and Conrad are here, so it's definitely gotten worse. No, <laughs> no it, like it, it's it's really cool to do. I don't know. Like we, I feel like we all the, the the pandemic. You know, like obviously, like at the height of it. You know, because as because it's obviously still continuing. But like at the height of it, I think we all really had to like do a lot of personal growth and like looking in and like figuring shit out and oh sorry can I curse sorry sorry figuring stuff out and um and I think that like it's been really cool to like do like I remember being in rehearsal for Seymour then and like doing it now and how different just I am as a person like and and how like exciting that is to like feel and like in a way that I think I would have like, I don't know. It's 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 cool to grow as a human while you're doing a an artistic process, and where you inherently then grow as an artist as well, because the artist and human are you know famously linked. <laughs> and I think that like that has been like really really cool to do now that we're back. And I mean like and the comp the, the people in the building have always been like, I I've like never laughed so much in a building in my life. <laughs> like it is just constant joy. Like. And like obviously everyone takes the show so seriously and like gives pours their heart and soul into it, but it's just we're, we're just constantly like bringing joy into each other's lives that I think is one of the reasons the show has so much heart on stage because there's so much heart backstage as well. 
Mm -hmm. I wanted to, do you think that it's, I, I, I'm just realizing this now that, you know, because our industry was shut down for so long, we had to find a, a way to feel validated in ourselves and good with ourselves without doing something that we maybe previously drew validation from that now when we're doing it, I have felt, I'm just realizing this new, this approach, th this time that I've approached doing theater has gotten rid of that trying to find validation through it as a person and just exploring a story i've just like now i'm just like oh my gosh i'm just started kind of like realizing that this difference of uh of pre-pandemic like feeling like i conrad got validation as a human being from what it is that i do for a living and now I do this as for a living, but it, it's almost freeing in a way because I don't have to, my ego is not like, because it was taken away for so long. It's like, well, we were all shown, like we have to find our worth in ourselves beyond oh what we're just doing. 100%. I feel like, like I like knowing that like who we are, like makes us good at what we do, but who we are is not what we do. And I think like finally, like, I, I think the, our all this time for us away has made this uh, certainly for me, and I think what you're saying too, Conrad, beautifully is like has forced us to be like, oh yeah, like I like I don't. It's not like oh please like me, you know, on stage, right? <laughs> right. Totally. Right. Yeah, because what if that was because it was taken away for so many years, and then you had to right. be like, oh, how do I deal with this depression? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my answer is to go to therapy every Tuesday at four fifteen. Mine's <laughs> Thursday at four fifteen. Wow. Oh my god, love that. <laughs> Yeah, and for all you guys, you know, since we didn't have theater for so long, like, what is something that, you know, you became really passionate about during the pandemic? Because I know for me, Eli and I started, um, well, he started, and then I joined Z Broadway, and we kind of found joy through that, and that was something I got to look forward to every month. Um, so just what is that for you? Oh, gosh. Uh, I feel like Zooming with my friends and family, like I feel like I neglected that in before uh, the pandemic and when that, you know, when we when life kind of shut down, uh, I realized how much support uh, I needed from friends and family. And for, I mean, honestly, this is, sounds lame, but my dog. <laughs> <laughs> And just being out going like and walking or I mean, I live right next to Central Park and, and finding like beauty in in nature and uh, I, yeah, things that were life became more simple and realizing that what I thought I needed wasn't actually necessary. Um, and those were just kind of extra things that that were were in life. Um, those are the things that kind of gravitated towards. Yeah, anyone else can go next. <laughs> I'm looking at Evan's handsome face. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I went back to school. I, I, when, when the pandemic hit, I had been cast in a show that uh, was going to run over the course of the pandemic that was canceled. And it really sort of shook me and I didn't know what to do. And um, we, uh, my wife and I were lucky to have a, we, we have a family home upstate. And so we got out of the city, and uh, but we didn't really have internet or cable, uh, and so it just allowed a, a ton of time to think. Um, and um, 
yeah, I, I, I thought, you know, maybe I, I don't know if this is something like that I can do anymore. I don't know. Like, I, I think we were all so scared. Um, I mean, so many of us were, were so scared, um, especially those of us, I think, you know, who had made our, our income primarily from theater. There were so many like headlines and internet clickbait articles about how like, is theater dead forever? You know, will we ever come back from this? And thank God we are and we're here and, and it's amazing and the, the, the community is thriving again. Um, but yeah, I, so I, I had gone to like a three-year college conservatory where I had all of the credits towards a bachelor's degree, but not the actual degrees. So I had to go back and do like, I, I had to take a Spanish class and I had to take a computer science class. And so I just went and did all of that. And that kept me really busy for a year, which I was grateful for. I wonder if I hadn't had that sort of distraction, uh, what my brain might've done. I don't know. It, it was like a really freaky deaky time. So I was really just grateful just to have somewhere to put my brain. And the, the wonderful thing that came out of that is I did like a ton of writing. I, I thought I was going back to school. Basically the, the other courses I was taking initially were marketing. I was like, maybe I'll be like a video game marketing person. Um, and um, realized I hated it and realized I missed being creative so badly. So I started writing a lot. I took a lot of writing classes and was writing on my own and um, and like found a passion for that, which has been nice. I haven't done a lot of it since we started back up at Little Shop just because it's been very busy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like jumping back a little bit to the last question that uh, like, I think the main thing that the pandemic taught it, me was that there's like time, like we, we've all been through two years of this now without being able to sort of really resume our lives in the way we'd lived them before now and, and the world didn't crash down. And I think if you'd asked me after we met at the Amundsen in 2019, what the next five years looked like, everything felt like it was riding towards something. There was like an expiry date on my talent. And like, if I didn't do this by the time I was 33 and this by the time I was 35, that like somehow my talent was meaningless or the, the work I'd done was meaningless or that I, like Conrad was saying, didn't have value as an artist or a performer or, or what have you. And I think, what this whole sort of time has taught me is to really just slow down and focus on um, on being happy and helping to make other people happy and to like fostering the creative spirit inside of ourselves because um, you know it's just it's we we've we've made it this far and we've survived and um, and and we're here so I don't know yeah really great answer um, Josh. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I didn't know you went back to school, Evan. That's incredible. Got it. Amazing. <laughs> I was at home watching, watching like Tiger King. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I um, don't get I, me wrong. I played a lot of Animal Crossing for the first yeah, half. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, like, just given the way things timed out, I'm like very uh, involved and passionate about politics and organizing. And so obviously 2020 was a big year and that kept me really busy. Um, and obviously like in very exciting ways. Um, and I continue to uh, do a lot of that in like my community and neighborhood and New York State, New York City. Um, I also, I work for this company called Musical Theater College Auditions, where I, I'm a song coach for uh, people who are like you, who are like pursuing musical theater professionally and are auditioning for college. And like having that over the pandemic and having like a lifeline to creativity and like to like just getting to like talk about like I don't know, like, who are you talking to in this little song? And who, who, what, what do you want? You know, like, what do you like? How do you like, getting like, feeling like still connected to this thing that I has been a part of my life, you know, for, for as long as I, you know, have been like a sentient adult, really, you know, like, 
uh, is was so special to me and getting to like see see young artists grow and blossom and like as they were navigating like a pa the global pandemic in high school you know what I mean which is like all, like another just another la like layer of it and like auditioning on zoom and all this stuff um I'm like so amazingly proud of all of those young artists and continue to be and um that was really uh, important and special for me over the pandemic and I think like illuminated like a real love I have for like teaching and coaching and like getting to be there for other artists in that way so um, my thing was Survivor, but oh my god, that's, uh, that's, that's my thing now. Oh my god, <laughs> <We're>, yes. <laughs> uh, two, two years later, and I still have not finished every season, which was my goal. But um, <laughs> um I just just kind of a closure question. Um, why should people see the show? Um, simple, sweet, I think. <laughs> um, but. Mm -mm. I think it's, I mean, above all, it's, it's entertaining and I think it's moving at the same time. I'm continually like amazed. We talked about this earlier about, you know, the question of how do you like, uh, approach Seymour, but then like the world, I feel like, I mean, I, I haven't been in any other like, uh, version of this show, uh, but I feel like it is so entertaining and uh, moving at the same time. Um, and I think that's, you know, it, it, it pushes, we push the boundaries of, of, the, of both of the, of, of comedy and of, uh, of, of drama and uh, <laughs> of storytelling. And um, uh, at the same time, I feel like in a, in a way that I've never, uh, been a part of. I feel like a big part of that is Christian. Like it's 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 <laughs> such a. I mean, it is so exciting and terrifying to be on stage <laughs> because you just it's just like you never know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I, I I just think it's it's one of the most exciting shows that I've ever been a part of because it feels very alive. Are we doing our order, Evan? I think you're next. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that, that that's I think perfectly said. I yeah, I don't have anything. That's that's yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like I think it's a perfect musical. I don't know. That's a really that's a big swing, but like <laughs> I I can't. I'd be hard pressed to find anything I would cut. Like everything is necessary and like is funny but also furthers the plot and also teaches you more about these people like it's so the show itself is so good and then I think this production is so special and I feel so grateful to be a part of it I mean I think the the it's it remains really true to the piece but also like has its own fun flair and like uh what Conrad Tammy Christian I mean like Avina Tati you know Joy everybody the, Tom Robbins everybody does like nightly the, the puppeteering is like next level they're just incredible like everyone just everyone is so good at what they do everyone loves what they do and everyone loves being there <laughs> it's like you know i think we i know i i know i speak for conrad and evan when i'm like we feel so lucky to like be with just like really good people that that's not that doesn't always happen and like it's such a beautiful like all the planets aligned and like you know <laughs> we were like it's it's just a beautiful beautiful place and I think that all the love and joy that we have for each other and for the story and for what we do just pours out on stage I think in a really uh in a way that gives me chills right now just to feel really lucky yeah I think it's just you know a show that was really kind of just a labor of love you know just really focusing in on the production not trying to you know make a mega musical the 
part of just, you know, wanting to keep it in the West Side Theater, which I think is the perfect place for it. Yeah. Um, and just making sure that we're staying true to the art instead of, you know, falling into that thing of trying to, you know, create the, you know, next best thing, just bringing something that just has a lot of heart into it, which I think is really great. Um, so thank yeah, you guys think... again. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. No, I, I just, on that, I just think I, sometimes we can get really caught up in, I think, trying to make something new or uh, like spectacalizing something. And I think one of the wonderful things about this production is how it's just focusing on, like, it, it's a really faithful telling of the story and a very faithful production of it. Like, I don't think we're, we're not trying to like, throw new sets and new lights at the thing it's just like how can i think michael mayer's sort of vision of it is like what is the the, the simplest most beautiful version of this story and and like taking away all of the like jelly donut glaze of it like um this is just a really perfect little production of the show um although it yeah. would have been very cool if we all just appeared on a blank stage in blacks and then the plant right. we all created the plant with our bodies <laughs> tableau <laughs> one day yes. when we do it again at the williamstown well uh, right <laughs> you don't I, the I think that's... are the plants <laughs> i i think that's why i really like the show though because it it doesn't need to be complicated um that's why i love shows like that production a little shop and why I like shows like come from away because it is simple and it doesn't need to be any more complex than it is yeah. yeah, just a really truthful um, telling of the story. <laughs> so thank you guys again so much for joining us for this episode of I'm calling it. I haven't talked to this about with Eli, but I'm calling it suddenly three more since there are <laughs> three of you. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my god, trademark that. We should we should we should have a boy band. <laughs> uh, I know we can yes. get Jeremy and Gideon and Jonathan too. <laughs> Just everybody. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do six. More. <laughs> uh, thank you guys again. This was thank so much you. fun. I'm so glad we were able to make it happen. Um and I guess we'll see you guys when we put this out. Um <laughs> we'll see, see you next us. time. Thanks yeah. for having yeah. us. Thanks for having us. Thank you guys.